everybody doing my name is christian wagner and i'm the militant thomist and dende is muted i think dende might be dead but either way oh principes thomistarum says princeps princeps you know my latin pronunciation is just bad I am expecting great stuff from Dende, by far the smartest men who ever lived. Only these Jesus Christ himself and the angelic doctor. Oh, Hello? Can you hear me? I'm uh, back. I was just getting uh, some did you ice cream. Something? Hello? Hello? I, I'm back. I was just getting some ice cream. <laughs> Hello? I heard you. I heard you. I heard you, dude. Okay, have I ever heard of Toparelli? Yeah, he's the one dude that influenced... Um, He's, he basically did like a bunch of, well, his, I thought his big, the thing I've heard from him, his big thing was like Thomistic kind of like, like social teaching and stuff. I think if I heard somewhere that he had influenced Rerum Novarum and like all of, all of Leo the 13th stuff, like big um, originator of Catholic social teaching. No one needs Taparelli SJ when you have Dende LGBT. Very true. True. That's not ridiculous. Yes, he's he's talking. So um, apparently we have uh, Capriolis in, in the chat because, yes, he is the, the first of the Thomas. Just saw your description, and, dude, it is bloated. You need to get a link tree. I already have a link tree. But uh, I just have so much stuff going on. I was, was going to actually ask you about that um um you christian have you ever heard of like uh thomas sutton not like the primitive thomas like before capriolis the quote-unquote primitive thomas thomas sutton yeah sutton and there's also i think it's hervaeus you know who i'm talking about no the no then put your links on your link tree no, sure. I, they're already on my link tree my wife just likes to put a lot of links in the description. I don't know. The I'm gonna. I, I like to. Uh, what, what's it called? Delegate. So if people ask me and they have questions about um, the Discord, I just send them to Dende. And if they have questions about whatever the other Paul's asking about, I just send them to my wife. So that's just how things go. I don't know. I think I think people can just like scroll the like two inches to like read all the links they need to 
It better. Uh, I don't know. I think all of my followers have the links memorized. Oh, question. Oh, we have our first question. Question. Do you know our Lord and Savior, Lagrange? Dende. Who, me? Yeah, do you know our Lord yeah. and Savior, Lagrange? I, I know. I know. I have I have his book. I have his book. His book. Which yeah. one? Reality. Oh, reality? That's such a great one. Mine's lame. Well, yeah, oh, mine's it's like nice. a... It's just the synthesis of all of his work, isn't it? Yeah, it's his synthesis of Thomism. He kind of what he does is he kind of goes through all of what he thinks is like the important highlights of of the Thomistic synthesis, and then puts them into one beautiful work. Like you know, it's kind of crazy. The entirety, the entirety of Lagrange's reality, which is just a synthesis of Thomism has more theological power than literally everything that the Protestant Reformation has produced. It's kind of crazy. I I just blew on my ice cream because I thought it was hot. That's how is, smart I am. Is Dende? Yeah. No, so I'm, I heard, I'm eating ice cream. Sorry. I heard Dende. He was, um, he was telling me earlier that he was an Apollinarian. So I'm, I am not. That is not true. Okay. Ben. Are you eating mac and cheese? No, I'm eating ice cream. Is it raining? Oh, I hate the rain. Favorite Trinitarian analogy. Um, you know what? I've been I've been thinking about this a lot recently, actually. Um I think not not gonna lie, I'm a big fan of the triangle now. I'm a, I'm a huge, huge fan of the triangle because what you have is you have the first angle, which is um, only virtually distinct. Because if you think about the, the an angle in a triangle, it's really only virtually distinct from the area of the triangle. And then it communicates the entirety of the area of the triangle to the two other angles without communicating itself. So it communicates its area without communicating the angle. And then Lagrange uses it like 500 times in his commentary on um, Prima Pars. Well, on the on the Trinity. Um, and he uses it like a trillion times. And he also uses it another like trillion times in his reality. And as I thought about it more, I'm like, yeah, that's, a re that's actually a really good, uh, really good analogy. And he uses it for like everything. Like he'll anything, any single Trinitarian problem that comes up. Lagrange will use the triangle analogy with the one angle. Hmm. Okay, I started. Oh yeah, did you did you DM me? I haven't checked my DMs, so I thought I saw somebody ask about your gene on my DMs, but I'll answer it here. I started reading the book on the history of scholasticism. I saw the author mention Eugenia being a pantheist when addressing the early realists who leaned towards ultra-realism. Is that true? Yes. Um, Eugenia was definitely a pantheist, and he got in huge trouble. Dende, do you have any thoughts on that? I think Dende's dead. Yeah, so with with Eugenia, um, he like you'll hear you'll hear it a lot from 
just just kind of a funny side story is you'll hear it a lot from Eastern Orthodox authors is they're just like absolutely soy jack over over John Scotus Eugenia and and think that he was like a proto sort of like Orthodox in the West. But yeah, he's a he it, he is definitely a bit shady. And I mean, you get it with that with some of the um, some of the mystics of the West is they'll get into um, a little bit of trouble uh, with not being able to rightly divide uh, what it means by participation um, when it comes to uh, mystical experiences. Uh, I have a question in the chat for me. Dende, why you know based and trad orthodox become orthodox? I want to go to heaven, so no. Sorry. Oh, man. Destroyed them. Get Q&A with Little Green. Who's Little Green? Oh, yeah. And today, for my sparkling water, and I know this is, you know what, as I thought about it more, the fact that I drink sparkling water is a bit soy jack. But not all of us can be based all the time. So it's, it's, aha. Uh-huh. It's uh, um, blackberry lemonade, lemon. Um, it's, I think it's caffeinated. Now that I think of it, at least it's not the the like Lacroix or the bubbly with the one B. <laughs> the Lacroix. Yeah. What? The the Lagrange. Grow up. Grow up. Are you serious? Grow up. Grow up. Grow up. Are you Grow serious? Up. The Lacroix. The Lagrange. Are you serious right now? That's what I thought of when he said Lacroix. <sighs> Okay, so Dende, do you believe that although all divine providence is in the... <laughs> no, no, no. no, 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 no. You have to answer the question. It was asked uh, was directed okay. towards you. Okay. Dende, do you believe that although all divine providence is infallible or unfrustratable as regards the realization of the universal end, which is the glory of God and the good of the universe? Nevertheless, general providence, whether natural or supernatural, is fallible or frustratable in respect to a particular end of each in, uh, individual or each individual act? Question mark. I think. I think. Uh, I think. Um, someone is calling me on my phone. Okay. Well, I would. I would deny. Um, I would deny that. Although, uh, I guess you could technically say um, antecedently. Uh, we would concede that, although uh, consequently we would deny that. So uh, that there's your answer for you, um, Capriolus. The what? triangle was basically the first metaphysical symbol in what called base triangle. The Obama prism analogy for the triangle is Paul. What is the Obama prism? The, you don't know what the Obama prism is? <laughs> Another heresy by Christian Wagner, my friends. Okay, well, I'm, because I'm watching it. <laughs> well, well, I'm watching it right now. It's what, the, one... the Obama prism? Yeah. It's, it's, not a wa- it's not a video. It's just a thing. It's just a prism with Obama. That's partial. I hate that video. I hate that video so much. I hate that video. I hate that video. The partialism, the the Patrick video. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. 
one time I'm going to do a 10 hour stream debunking the um, the Lutheran satire video on why Trinitarian analogies are bad. I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it so much. Do you hate it, Dende? I hate Lutherans. So, yes. Based. Okay, so the Obama prism. I hope this isn't an inappropriate video. I'm about to share it. I think Lutherans should pay taxes with their blood. Interesting. Interesting theory. That's that is not the Obama prism. 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 Very interesting. Um, the other Paul. Wow. I'm glad you. I'm glad you introduced that for me. Okay, so there's another question for Dende. Okay, great. Oh, great. awesome. Oh, wait, favorite movie. Favorite movie first. Okay, my favorite movie. American Psycho. Either that or Top Gun. How about you, Dende? Um, I don't know. Um, there's a there's a couple that I really like. I really like um. The oh, I think it's called like the game. It's the one with like, is his name Sean Pierce or something? Do you know what the one I'm talking about? No. No, I have no it's, idea what you're talking about. It's about like this guy whose dad was a millionaire, and his dad just kind of like kills himself. So he he's like a kid, and he kind of like learns to become the man of the house. He takes, uh, you know, he he obviously inherits his father's wealth. And he becomes like a really serious kind of guy and he signs up for like this game to uh, kind of as like a getaway and the game like the people that run the game make him think like well actually the game was just a scam and he's about to lose all his money. So he goes like haywire and he has this like he, he has this like moment where he goes like full sigma where he goes to like you know, hunt down the people that scammed him. He he walks in with a gun and he shoots them. And the entire time they don't realize, he doesn't realize like this was all set up and it's part of the game. And like at the end, they do a big reveal, revealing that he really shot no one. It was all like special effects and everything. Yeah, it's just, it's just a weird, it's a weird movie, but the entire point is to make him realize that he needs to stop taking everything so seriously and live, you know. And to have, like, exhilarating experiences, et cetera, et cetera. It's a weird concept, but uh, he goes, like, Sigma mode. It's just good. Wow. Very cool. Never seen that movie before. Yeah. It's a good movie. Maybe we should just watch the whole movie on stream. Don't, because there are some parts that should be censored. So don't do that. Okay. Wait, you watch bad movie then, Dave? Bro, you watched American Psycho. He literally. Bro, I have I have my wife here to cover my eyes during the bad parts. He kills Control. people and then picks up. Okay, the ki- Okay, like the prostitute part's pretty bad, but like yeah, the killing part makes okay, for good. That's memes. not that. That's not that bad. Either. Okay, okay, it's bad, but it makes for good memes. Okay. 
So, question for Dende. Do you agree that the antecedent will, with its corresponding decrees and motions, is conditioned or inefficacious or impedible, fallible, as regards the execution of a particular end, but it is consequent or absolute or simplicator efficacious or unimpedible or infallible as regards the application of the means sufficient for the execution of this end? I think that he should ask this one guy that we know named Magister Bessarion the Great in the Millicent Thomas Discord. Christian, plug the Discord. Put, put, oh, put uh, the uh, jo- join the Discord. Join, um, join, link. join link. Join the Discord. Sure. Uh, and if you become a patron at patreon.com slash Millicent Thomas, you can get access to the extra chats, including the lifting chat, which is Eric's favorite. Or you can get access to the um, other chats that we have where you can ask questions to anybody you want, including uh, who do we have in there? Uh, we have Byzantine Scotus in there. We have Basarian in there. We have Hassan in there. We have, uh, we have Riveron in there. We have John Fisher 2.0 in there. We have... Who else Who else do we have? It's kind of like... Alex? Cool. Al- we have Bonaventure in there. We got have, me in there, even though I won't be able to answer you have Dende, question. You have Dende in there. We have even we have even Paleocrat in there. He'll he'll show up event occasionally on VC. Uh, yeah, we got a lot of cool people in there. It's the it's the hottest thing right now in uh, in in internet hyper niche Catholic theological community. So true. So true. But yeah, this is uh, I, I would Basarian, I would agree with what you say here. This is the this is the truth, man. I think he should ask as regards the antecedent will though. I think he should ask I think he should ask this guy, Bessarian, because Prinkeps Tomastarum is not Bessarian. It's a different guy. Of course, he doesn't have the same name. You know, that's a giveaway. That's true. That's true. But yeah, that's, um, I was reading Lagrange last night, and that was basically his view. What uh, Bessarian's saying here. How would you handle heretics? Um, how would you handle heretics? Me? Yeah, how would you handle heretics? I have already said that I think that Lutherans should pay taxes with their blood, but um, other than that, I'm not sure. You know what? I'm already I'm already gonna like demonetize this video. Oh, yo, my bad, my bad. <laughs> no, 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 no. If you can you can turn monetization off, then they don't care. But if you turn it on and then you say stuff like that, they're gonna be they're gonna send me an email and be like, they do it all the time. It's super annoying. I just but, but I meant I meant like in in donating blood, dude. Like they, they oh, should, oh, yeah, okay. dude, yeah. Oh, okay. Like, okay, I okay. totally meant that. Like I meant in donating blood, guys. Yeah, I mean that would it, be a very pays, virtuous. It pays, task. you know. Pays. That'd be a very virtuous task. Um, That's yeah, true. I agree. Because I mean, we need somebody who would like be the the delegated donors of blood, um, for the cause. Yeah. So how would totally I handle right. heretics? Well, um, Francis Turretin, which is an interesting source considering he's a heretic. He actually teaches that arch heretics um, who are public and um, impenitent and obstinate and preach their heresy even after uh, being rebuked for it, that they should be um, they should be executed. And I think that's a pretty, uh, pretty good policy right there. I think that's a that's a pretty everybody can agree upon it with all of our traditional authors. Even though Luther had a weird thing against burning heretics, like come on, dude, 
He, he gave them their third baptism. Oh, yeah. Is this is it like okay? I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm like misreading that complaint of his against um in in the ninety five theses where he says like burning burning the burning of heretics is against the will of the spirit. No, that I'm pretty sure that's what he believed because I think that's what Exerge Domine responded to. And yeah, he responded to. But that's super weird because like he executed heretics in his lifetime. <laughs> like oh no 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 it's only the burning like like drowning them that's fine but burning no that's not cool i i, I don't i don't get that maybe maybe i'm maybe i'm missing something but maybe maybe he sense. like changed his position like he always does that's true that's true like which which uh which month in which year did luther say this thing because he might have changed his position on it dude he's totally not like another uh guy that we know from the middle east that did the exact same thing He's does his name guy. rhyme with hamamid maybe that is his name might rhyme with that <laughs> okay yeah like another another interesting thing is you know um like in his i think it's in babylonian captivity of the church if i'm remembering correctly where he like rants about how bad Thomas is and about how bad Scotus is and about how ba- yeah. basically terrible all the scholastics are and like Aristotle's the greatest enemy of grace and everything. Yeah. Well, interestingly enough, at the University of Wittenberg, um, in the fifteen, tw- I want to say in the late fifteen twenties, remembering correctly, maybe it was in the fifteen thirties. But they actually taught uh, Aristotle as part of the curriculum because Melanchthon was like, dude come on luther like we we can't teach philosophy if we just don't have aristotle and if we don't teach philosophy like everybody will be idiotic and luther's like you know actually i think i think aristotle's kind of based now like after after saying he was the greatest enemy of grace and like uh, ranting about how much he sucked what was his justification for that saying that he was an enemy of grace oh he's talking about the uh, about aristotle's ethics which i don't really uh, get like <laughs> What what better ethical system do you have than like he, than virtue ethics? He he probably thought like eudaimonia was like being happy or something. Ma ma fail. But it's so weird because Luther was like a a Catholic doctor of theology. Like he lectured in theology and stuff. He wasn't like a a noober by any means. I don't know, dude. Those those Germans often don't produce the best minds. Wasn't Sheben German? <laughs> I'm taking a pot shot at you. I'm just joking. Oh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. Most people don't know this, but I actually, uh, my ancestors, uh, there's plenty of 16th and 17th century uh, German Lutheran theologians who are my ancestors. So uh, so I come from a line of, of Lutheran theologians. Um, so they are, they're rolling over in their fail, right now. Fail, 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 fail. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely, I was. I can't remember who I was telling this, but like, with with, I have a weird like family history when it comes to religion because my family moved over here in 1720 into like South Central Pennsylvania, and then like every single like traveling preacher ever ever, like my ancestors listened to John Wesley, they listened to Jonathan Edwards, they listened to George Whitfield. They listened to Charles Finney, like every single like traveling preacher who came through like 
came through the town in which my my family was at for for all of those years until like um i want to say like the 1950s or 60s is when my grandfather first left that town but they all they all like con- converted to like they started out lutheran they converted to methodism then they converted to like presbyterianism then they converted to like congregationalism they they, like, they had like 10 conversions they just listened to every single traveling preacher who came through town so interest like after after the moving to the new world there was no theologians being produced in my line none kyle marx says that you should video idea debunking my ancestors is th- if there's any translated works of any of your like ancestors you should totally do that I don't think I don't think any of them are translated. I'll have to I'll have to ask my grandfather exactly what their names were, but I remember him telling me about like multiple ones. But all their last names are Wagner's um, because you can't. It's really hard to look. Um, I'm probably like distantly related to Luther somehow. To be to be perfectly honest, because the way in which like family trees work, and the fact that my family like only married German people from like from like literally the beginning of time until like the 1960s. Um, yeah. So <laughs> uh, it probably avenge, I probably have one ancestor that, uh, that goes back to Luther to, to be, to be uh, honest. So okay. Dende probably, no, nah, Dende probably doesn't have any heretic ancestors. Um, actually, yes, I do. Really? Yeah, I do. There are a couple people from here. So there are a couple of people that I know are from like Stuttgart in Germany, like just like a very small drop. I'm mostly Italian um, and like, you know, Irish, but I definitely do have like German ancestors, just a tiny bit. And they were, they were heretics. Yeah. They were Lutherans. I know that. Dang. F in the yep. chat. So yeah. does Dende take serious view of the ordinary magisterium? Yeah, um, I think what you're referring to is where I was talking to Bonaventure in, like, VC text, right? I have no idea. You, I'll, I'll actually, t- this is a bit of a very long, um, this is a much more, like, in-depth kind of thing, and it would be better to get, like, Alex... And you know the people that we were talking with. If you want to talk about this, join the Discord. If you're not already there, and we can talk about it later. I'm free. Join the Discord. Know. Yeah, we can talk. Uh, I think series view of the Magisterium is pretty good, especially uh, where he talks about humane vitae and how infallible that is. Yes, I do believe. Siri. Okay. Sorry, I'm I'm going. Uh... I'm going and starring everything. Starred six things? Bro, I'm starring Another heresy by Christian Wagner, my friend. Starred by Christian... I'm starring stuff so I remember... So I don't have to scroll through everything. Let me see. (laughs) Okay. Good, Good questions. Good questions. Wow, that's that's so <laughs> hurtful. Oh no, no, he's talking. Oh, I thought uh, Capriolis was talking about me. He doesn't know Scotus. Like that's kind of hurtful, dude. 
You're you are not in VC. That is actually not true, Gabriel. I'm looking at VC right now, and you're not there. Ooh. Boom. Ooh. You have been exposed. Exposed. You've been exposed. You're not. You are not there. Get in now, or else we're gonna hunt you down. The Inquisition is gonna come after you. What? Okay. Okay. Good. I started thirteen things. There we go. First question. Is Palamism like polytheism? Sometimes I hear Catholics say it's not that bad, but I get mixed answers. Um, it really, I think it really depends on like, on like what you, because by most of the, most of the time, what you mean by Palamism is like the Neo-Palamites, like there's a real distinction between essence and energies and that there's a, there's multiple energies. Uh, and then honestly, just, just being perfectly honest with you. You have multiple uncreated beings which exist. Sounds kind of like polytheism, dude. Not not gonna lie. I, I don't I don't know if you have anything to say, Dende, but it's my spicy take that like yeah, polytheism's actually polytheism. I would I would say um, yeah, I agree that it really depends on what is meant by palamism because there's a lot of different ways that that could be taken. As far as I know, um, even like Bizcat, kind of. As far as I know, I think he defended. Hellenism, because he's he's friends with uh, Goff, right, Professor mm -hmm. Goff, and Goff does not take a. Uh, I think he's a Palamite, if I'm remember correctly. I could be wrong, but he's he's not a, like, uh, he doesn't believe in the real distinction between essence and energies. So, you know, I think I think that um, yeah, because I mean, there's there's like that that one group of of even I think they're all Orthodox Palamites. Are you talking about guys that believe in the virtual distinction? Yeah, they believe there's a virtual distinction between essence and energy. <laughs> and that's like, yeah, that's that's based and true. Yeah, that's right. And there's the guy then there's the guys that believe in a formal distinction, and I'm like, well, that's cringe, but it's at least like not polytheism. And then there's the guy like, no, it's it's like a it's a real distinction. There's actually like uncreated uh beings, which is called the uncreated uh and and even created eternal beings with somehow divine attributes. It, it's I I don't get I don't get how how men could invent such uh, weird stuff. It's very sad. Another heresy by Christian B. Wagner, my friends. Very true, very true, King. Question: Opinions on Scotus's reasons why the Son and Holy Spirit could still be distinct without filioque. He does believe in it, though. Yes, yes, he does. Uh, I did I did write a little bit of a document. I haven't I haven't uh, had the chance to like clean it up, but. Scotus's um, Scotus's big big thing is like, well, not not his big thing. He he has like more complicated reasons. But the reason that like a lot of dogmaticians just like grab onto, and it's kind of funny, is I don't know like why this is the reason why they like freak out. Is Scotus is like, well, if the Holy Spirit proceeded from the Son, uh, just the Son alone, without the Father. Then you wouldn't need relative opposition to uh, to make the the persons of the Trinity distinct, but that doesn't make any sense because there's still a relative opposition uh, between the Spirit and the Father. It's just uh, it's just kind of mediated uh, by the Son. So that, that that's the only one that I would I would feel uh, comfortable enough going off the hip and uh, and responding to because there would still be a relative opposition between the the Spirit and the and the Father in that case if the Spirit proceeded from the Son alone.
Do you have nothing to say about that, Dende? No, I do not. <laughs> you do not. But yeah, SCOTUS has, SCOTUS has uh, some uh, other other reasons, um, but I just don't feel comfortable shooting off the hip with them. Calvin's just a tritheist with the Pactum Salutis, right? Why is Reformed Theology a thing? Uh, with the Pactum Salutis, I think it does recall... It, it it definitely is really weird because you would have to have some sort of like intra intra trinitarian like I, I don't know I've always I've always from what I've read at least on the pactum salutis that it's more of like when we speak of like three people making a pact it's something more of like analogous that it's actually just like kind of referring to the eternal like uh providential plan um of redemption and the the various uh appropriated roles that each one of the persons are going to take that's what i've always understood by the the pactum salutis and a, a brief correction uh calvin didn't if i'm remembering correctly calvin didn't explicitly um talk about the pactum salutis and that was kind of a later um a later insight in reformed covenantal theology um that that didn't happen for some decades after calvin's death but with yeah, I, I've I've always if you take it in that sense, but if you're taking it like in a hyper realist sense of like there's like some sort of like actual like like communication and talking to that happens between the three persons and like that would seem to imply that they that each one of the persons had a a distinct will and intention that they were able to uh able able to to go off of. But but yeah, um, I, I don't think I don't think per se if you're going to speak about it in a very limited sense that the pactum salutis is is too difficult. Do you guys believe uh, that purgatory has a real corporeal fire? Yes, very strongly. Um, I think somebody would be uh, would be in grave error if they denied that um, there was a corporeal fire in purgatory. Nothing, Dende. No, I I agree. <laughs> yeah, the Mad Magister Basarian the Great is indeed based. Very yeah, true, King. That's true. Discord is stacked. It is. If there should be differences in execution, say for heretics of Prades versus Sodomites versus fornicators. Um, I. <laughs> Well, so while in principle I, I I'm agreeing here, um, I actually don't think fornicate uh, there was ever, um, at least in the in the medieval West, if I'm remembering correctly, there was ever um, a capital punishment for fornication. I, I don't think that was a thing. Actually, fornication was quite common, um, unfortunately, in the in the medieval West. So I'm not I'm not thinking that they had execution unless it was like a famous case like. Somebody was getting with the the king's daughters or something, then uh, then obviously they'll get executed. So if yeah. I'm remembering correctly, there wasn't actually um, execution for fornication, but there was for sodomy. Um, and and I I think uh, an important ruling principle is that in principle, like yeah yeah, the execution of heretics and sodomites is something which is in principle licit. Uh, but uh, prudentially, like if 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 I became king of America. Which would be very based. If I became king of America tomorrow, I wouldn't like start executing heretics and sodomites. That's not something I would do. It wouldn't be prudential. You kind of got to ease the people into into something. And sometimes you need to, as Saint Thomas says, tolerate an evil that a greater evil not come about. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Um, I would say on, I, cause I had a conversation about this, but it's very true that there was a lot of fornication in the middle ages. However, I would also say it definitely wasn't to the, to the standard as it is today. Uh, it was definitely not a normalized thing, but it was pretty hard to find uh, someone who remained virgin until marriage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like someone probably would have had, you know, uh, carnal relations with another person at least like once or twice before they got married. But it wasn't like, you know, Tinder level stuff as today where people are like meeting like random people 70, every day. Like a 70 body count. It's yeah, terrible. yeah, yeah. Of course. No, there That did not happen back then. Unless for like prostitutes, you know. Ugh, it's ugh. yeah don't think about it no I'm, i was just i was just contemplating how how disgusting our world is oh yeah i know that's just that's just terrible like how, how did it get this bad like we need a crusade against the modern world like a pope francis called a crusade against america i i mean like if you think about it uh, um like the Iranians that are like America's the great Satan, they kind of have a point, not going to lie. Yeah, I think that they're right, but they're also the great Satan too because they're Iran. Okay. Yeesh, I'm, uh, I'm starring so many things. You have 18 stars. I have 18 stars. What? <laughs> <laughs> so what early church fathers would i suggest to a protestant um well that depends on the question do you want them to remain protestant or do you want them to become catholic if prod if remain protestant then like oregon or something dude oregon i hate that you say oregon not Oregon. it's ori it's oregon it's oregon that's how you say his name no you're incorrect Dende. um I always suggest that, like, so you know that volume in the in in the shaft set. It's like, I want to say it's the the last one of the first series of the post nineteen fathers, or the last one of the second series. I can't remember, but it has the seven ecumenical councils, and it has all the acts of the ecumenical councils. I feel like that's more more helpful than individual fathers because you're kind of getting the flavor of like something which is predominantly Eastern too. Is there barely any Western prelates at these councils? So especially when you're reading through um, the Acts to Ephesus and Chalcedon, you get like the mid-5th century sort of uh, view of the papacy. It's uh, it's very hard to, well, if being honest with yourself, to to say like, oh yeah, this is the view which I have of the papacy. It's very difficult. So yeah, that's always my suggestion for people who want Church Father recommendations. You should read... Jerome. <laughs> Protestants should read Jerome, dude. Especially on the papacy. Oregon. Bruh, Oregon is not an instrument. Origin is not an instrument. Trolled. Origin is church father confirmed. I mean, not really, but kinda. Well, he's like the, same way, the same way that like Tertullian's a church father. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. So please join the Anglican Catholic Church of Canada, Dende and Christian. 
I'm not in Canada, and I will not be doing that. Video idea debunking my ancestors. Someone, someone asked, "Do you do the gritty?" No, I don't. Do you do the gritty, Christian? Do I do the gritty? Yeah. I don't even know what the gritty is. Wow, that's actually kind of disgusting that you would even say that. I'm, I'm a little bit appalled right now. I don't do the gritty. I'm not worthy. But how could you not even know what the gritty is? Okay, so interesting question. Is form part of the essence? And if that is the case, does this mean that act is part of the essence? So St. Thomas covers this in De Entea Descentia. Um, let me just grab the link for you. Um, but yes, it, it also depends on... Um, form part of the essence let me see where is it on being an essence yes chapter two that's where it's going to cover it post comment boom dante Desentia, chapter two he's going to be able to answer this question much better than i can okay would you boys join the Anglican Church of Canada? Um, I would not. I wouldn't either. Isn't Gregory Palamas a saint in the Eastern Catholic Church? Are you are you um settler on a different account? Probably. Yeah. The answer is yes, but he's not a, a saint in the same way that Francis Assisi would be. Well, well, <laughs> I can I can deny that Gregory Palamas is a saint. Yeah, that's um, what I. That's why I yeah. just said. That's yeah, why I because, just said he's not in the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, because um, he hasn't been. I mean, if Rome if Rome uh, canonizes him, then that would be a different um, question. But like individual local liturgies can can be an error, so I don't necessarily have to. Like that's a very like local the the teachings of local liturgies that aren't my own liturgy is like very low on the magisterial scale. Like it's not like it's not like if you rejected the canonization of like Saint Thomas Aquinas or something, then you would be in huge trouble. But uh, with Gregory Palamas, um, that that's that's not as big of a deal. Scotism and Palamism a match made in hell. Troll. Dang. Troll. Dang. Christian and Dede. Should I bully? Dede. Should I bully become an Anglican priest? You should not. No, don't. What if God is a polytheist, though? Why would he say not to worship other gods if there are no other gods? Bro, what? I think I think uh, God. So I would distinguish. So God is used in two different senses in sacred scripture. Um, one of which is talking about um, like uh, ipsum esse subsistence. So like self subsisting um, being, and that would be God, what we colloquially refer to as God. Um, and, and in that sense, um, yes, obviously there is there's one God. We are monotheists. Then the second sense is it can actually be used as a notional name for just the Father. And then also then, like, yeah, obviously one God. Um, and then third, it can also be used in a more colloquial sense, such as um, ye are gods, 
um, in, in the Psalms. And then Jesus also quotes that. And then also um, Paul talks about demons and uh, the and then demons being gods and then also uh, Satan being the god of this world. So if you by polytheist, you mean that there are um, many gods in the senses of uh, colloquially speaking, then yes, I would assent to that. But if you mean in the in the first sense of like um, of like self self subsisting being, then um, obviously not. Uh, That would be blasphemous and heretical. So it depends on what you mean by uh, monotheism or polytheism. But uh, I mean, monotheism is a, if, if I'm remembering correctly, this distinction between monotheism and polytheism is a, is kind of a later uh, sort of development in theological language. When was monotheism first used? I think it was used um, like by the Enlightenment bros. Yeah, that's just really cringe if they were the ones using that. Okay. Monotheism. The belief in one God. Okay. There you go. Let's look at the etymology. Okay. Etymology. There you go. Oh, it was first used by Henry Moore in 18 in the, uh, oh, it was one of the Cambridge Platonists. Yeah, it was kind of used like mid to late 17th century. So I don't think it's um, that good of a, of even a term to be using because I think like in, in like making the distinction that I made, um, it, it just really depends. So will you be inviting that Nestorian priest and those other guys on Tomasino's debates to live stream Boogaloo? Probably uh, not. Probably not. Um, I need to talk to Tomasinos, by the way. You need to remind me to do that, Dende. Uh, okay. He does say that the Son and Holy Spirit are distinct persons in different ways. Yeah, the the formal constituency of the um, of the principle by which uh, they are they are generated is different because the Son is the terminus of the intellect and the spirit is the terminus of the will but where where there is no relative opposition in god there is no um difference so yeah there's no real distinction is what i meant are ecumenical councils authoritative on their own or because the pope ratified them what, what do you think dende is it not because the pope ratified them or at least approve of them. Well, I think, I think I would I would distinguish with this question because ecumenical councils, like as a as a collection of like all oh. of the bishops in the world, have their own authority in themselves. Yeah. But what makes it what makes it a difference between like a bunch of bishops like gathering together, because you can have like, like a local council who has more bishops or even from a wider range of places. Then you have um, in in a lot of ecumenical councils. Didn't like, weren't there like some like I want to say like, one of the councils had like less than a hundred bishops present. Yeah, yeah. Like, and you there have local you have 15. local councils. Yeah, like yeah, you have local councils with hundreds 
of of bishops from much wider area than some ecumenical councils even have but what changes them from being just a very well-represented local council to being a truly ecumenical council with the approbation of the entire church is the ratification of the pope i would so, i would actually say though um you would also have to consider especially when we we're talking about that uh you know the pope uh being deposed the only way that could even be called would be an imperfect general council which is another way to refer to an ecumenical council an imperfect ecumenical council do you know what i mean yes no. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Bellamy so, talks about this so there, uh, if you read um where is it de ecclesia by Bellamy. yeah, yeah. On the Church by Bellarmine, uh, Volume 1 on Councils. Uh, that's really helpful with dealing with a lot of these questions about um, ecumenical councils. Yeah. Um, but I would say that really depends on what you mean authoritative, as in if you're trying to say bind dogma infallibly, yes, but have authority, um, I guess no. At all? Just authority at all? No. Okay, interesting. What? Wait, what? No, 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 I'm, 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 uh, you just, I'm starring okay. comments. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> oh no. Okay, so, yes. Okay, here's an interesting question. In what loci of theology are the Eastern Church Fathers better? I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I guess not. What? You just thinking? Honestly, I don't think any of them. I like, I think Latin supremacy. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. On a, yeah. Honestly, I, I just think the Latins are supreme in everything. Oh, I mean, I... we're not the one, we're not the ones who schismed from, from Holy Mother Church. So yeah, I, I, I'm like, I'm all for uh, Latinization. Not not Latinization of the liturgy. Like if you want to keep your original liturgy, like go for it. Uh, that's definitely, um, something which was before the schism uh, used. But if you're going to want to like do your own theology stuff, like that's just come on, cool now. Hold on. No. Uh, Germanicus says, no, no one other than God can judge the Pope, not even after he's dead. Yeah, but everyone affirms that. Even, even, um, so in the article that Christian posted, they already affirm this as true but a council is necessary for the deposition. But they don't say that the council deposes themselves. They say that God deposes by the council. So, yeah, if you read the article, if you read that article, it should become a little bit more clear as to what is. Yeah, really basically with the with the ecumenical council and its relation to the deposition of the pope, the first the council is ministerial. So there is no really um, in say authority of a council to depose a pope. 
Second, the council doesn't have authority over the Pope. Uh, the council has authority over the link which binds the the man to the papacy. So in the same way that um, the the church uh, constructs that link right there, that link between the the person and the office is constructed by the church in the in in the uh, the voting of the cardinals. So also is there um, the the link can be broken uh, by the church, which doesn't make the them authoritative over judging the pope. It just makes them authoritative over that link. Um, which joins the the church to the man, I mean the the the, the man to the office, and um, also they were, I can't I can never remember I can never remember the the third term which is used. Yeah, just read the article I wrote. I wrote an article for a reason because my brain's slow and I can't remember anything. Could if you, you join, if you join the Discord, Germanicus, I will send you the link to the article. Join the Discord. Join if, the Discord. If, if you join the Discord, then they will spend three hours tonight talking to you about this. I will. I'm. This is like, okay. Uh, I'm not gonna go into. I'm not gonna go into it to on like live. But Christian, with the conversation we just had before this live went up, you know I'm an idiot. This is like the one topic that I'm not an idiot on. It's just like the one topic that I could talk for hours on. Okay, so... Oh, wait. There but, you yeah, go. answer. Do you guys prefer the Ten Commandments or Seven Deadly Sins for use in your examination of conscience, or both? Um, I guess they're both useful, yeah. I just, I just do whatever's in the St. Gregory's Prayer Book. A little question-answer thingy in there. That's what I do, and it goes over it goes over both. So I guess uh, both for me, but it like asks questions and stuff, so it's kind of good. And then I, I'm one of the guys who uh, who brings my phone into the confessional with me, so I have like all my notes written, so I can just like go broop. like I'm I'm in and out of the confessional in like three minutes. Um, I, everybody, I guess everybody loves me in line because so I hate you ever you ever get somebody in front of you who's like in the confessional for like twenty minutes. Like I mean, I mean, like, like, good, good for you, man. Get getting your stuff done, but um, like, you you should you should have like notes written out beforehand. Like, you should have your examination already already done. There's a lot of other people in line, and uh, and for some people, it really really sucks that. Cause I've I've had it before where like, the priest like once it hits a certain time, like, like sucks to suck if you're if you missed it. And some people need like our immortal sense. So they need to, to go to confession before they before they receive at mass. Yeah. When I had my first confession, so I'm a revert. So I had my first confession um, right before, literally like right, right before um, my first communion and and um, like confirmation and stuff like that. But um, like it was like 30 minutes before and. I was like rushed. My first confession was very, very rushed. So yeah, I know what it feels like because I was the last one there. So everyone else confessed before me, and then I I had to go and like I had to do like a five minute long confession. It was it, I had very little time. Oh yeah, mine was mine was the worst. Uh, well, not the worst. I'm glad it because I was driving. I was driving to Georgia on the on the way to get get received into the church. 
and it was on Maundy Thursday. So it's like I was I was I wasn't getting received to the Easter vigil. I would I just wanted to spend all of Holy Week um, in Georgia, kind of just so I could I could uh, you you know kind of kind of be away from home and like be able to be able to focus on things a little bit better. So I was on the way there, and um, the my my priest who was who was helping me out. Um, he's like, yeah, if you, if you want, um, uh, like this, this parish is like on your way there. Um, you can just stop by there at this time and, uh, and just go to your first confession there. I already talked to the priest and, uh, it'll, it'll be fine. And I didn't know this, but like having, he, he, he wasn't in the confessional. It was like in his office. So like face to face for my first confession, I had to like look in this guy's eyes while I while I uh, while I confessed everything since my baptism, so it was it was a bit a bit awkward. It was a bit of a of an awkward experience. Never never had to confess eye to eye to somebody. It was just, it was very weird. I mean, I guess that's kind of what happened as an Anglican. But as an Anglican, our well, we went to confession. We were a bit weird because we just said a general confession and it got absolved. I've never actually been to a confessional that wasn't like face to face. All my confessions are face to face. Yeah. Really? Yeah. There, the, there isn't like the little screen. Nope. <laughs> no. What? Yeah. Is I've, that, never is that... a, I've never been to one. Wow. Like you, you actually just like look in the guy's eyes while you tell him everything. Yeah. I don't even think. I, I think a couple of our parishes don't even have confessionals. It's just like straight up. You go. You just. You just go and kind of meet them in this little room. What? Yeah. Yeah. You just sit at a table with them. And you just confess all your sins to their what face. at a table? Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a yes. Little, isn't that a little like irreverent? Like I go no. like the confessional. The confessional at our local parish, it's it's wonderful because you go, you kneel, and then they have a crucifix like right right above your head, so like you can look and like confess directly to to the crucifix. It, it's wonderful. I love it. Yeah. But like I couldn't imagine going like what is it like a plastic table with metal chairs and stuff? You just go in like No, it's like a wooden it's like a wooden table, wood chairs, and you just kinda sit down and, and you just look across. Uh I remember a cu- like um Yeah. yeah you don't even like kneel my... or anything? You just sit there? Like oh that's No, funny. no. I mean one of my confessions was straight up like in the pews. I met I met the priest, um uh for like vocational discernment. And he was like, oh, do you want, also want to do a confession? I was like, yeah, sure. Uh, I'll do confession. And we just kind of sat there in the pews. And we, we were just like, you know, I just kind of confessed right to his face in the pews. Yeah, I've never done I've never done it in a confessional, actually. No, I've yeah, always confessed I, straight I, I'm face still, to I'm face. St- that, man, that's weird. I'm still trying to figure out the whole, like, I, I'm i super weird. I'm, I'm, I'm super weird. I go to, I actually go to confession every single, every single Sunday before the Eucharist. And like like anything that's like habitual and venial, um, I don't think I've had to had to confess a mortal sin since I've uh, since since I've been received. Thanks be to God. But uh, yeah, I, I I just I you know I I just love going to I, I do, do do you love going to confessions? Am I just weird about that? It's just like the most amazing thing since I since I uh, converted. It's, it's just confession bit, is amazing. It's a bit scary. Not gonna lie, uh, it was definitely a bit scary the first time i ever went because i thought i was going to get judged <laughs> like i didn't um but yeah i still have that irrational fear like kind of going to confession it's a bit scary to kind of just talk about that stuff with people you know no never had that no i i i'm 
like no i don't i don't i don't have that uh fear huh wait so confessing face to face is based get rid of the screens why i i really would like i actually saw this one church um that had an had a confessional screen but the confessional screen was like there was like an icon of jesus's like face like the mandelian you know the holy face like on the screen that's that's legendary like that's legendary i wish i could go to one that does that (laughs) but uh yeah no i all of mine have been face to face man that's that's a bit uh a bit interesting i've never yeah, I thought I thought that was just a weird first time thing for me is having to go to face to face confession. But I guess that's I guess that's normal. Okay, so are the cardinal virtues necessary for salvation from a Catholic perspective? Um, so when you get the infused, uh, that I think I'm trying to remember what the theological note of this is, but this is uh, more than just the um, an opinion. But with the infusion of the um, theological virtues, um, as an effect of that, so also do the uh, the cardinal virtues come. So, so yes, but after a secondary sense. Does, does that sound right, Dende? Yes, bro. Yes, so, but as a consequence. Yes, bro. So true. I've I've totally read up on the on the on uh, Scotus on this. So true. So true. so true okay so why does the jubilee pilgrimage of his holiness john paul ii uh to the holy land uh say made saint john the baptist protect islam i don't know dude i haven't been doing much reading in the march 20th through 26 2000 um jubilee pilgrimage of his holiness john paul ii to the holy land i've just not been reading on that recently i mean if you have like if, if that's just your casual reading um go ahead but um, that's not what I read. I prefer to like read actual theology. Um, <laughs> what? That's so I... rude! Come on, that's mean. <laughs> I mean, if you're just gonna want to like spend all your time like stirring dissension about random uh, pilgrimages to the Holy Land 22 years ago, like come on now, like you have you have so much. I have so much. You you wasted two minutes of my time like reading that and putting that on the screen. Like that's just an utter waste of time. That's so rude. <laughs> That's mean. Like, I'd rather answer this question. Would you change your name to Joshua Bacrozzi? Bacrozzi? I would change my name to that. Wait. I'll tell you why. Because you're Canadian Catholic? No. That, no. Of course not. I would change my name to that because, um, just because. That's why. Is Ray Comfort considered a church father? I don't even know who that is. What is Ray Comfort? Ray Comfort, he's a he's a like a Protestant guy who hates it's, Catholics. Ray, Ray Comfort sounds like a mattress store. So as someone who grew up prot, the idea of a confessional booth low-key seems really creepy to me. I mean, he's just sitting down with my pastor and talking about my sin as with a friend. You know, but I think I think the the advantage of the the traditional confessional is the fact that the the, the fact that 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 it's not just like a chat with 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 a friend. The fact that you're truly like um, 
that you're kneeling down, looking up uh, to to the cross, and you're you're actually confessing directly to God. And then he acts that the priest is merely um, a minister of God's hand when it comes to the a true absolution of your sins, and that um, yeah yeah if if that makes sense, I think I think like when it comes to the structure of what confession is as a sacrament, uh, I think. I think when it comes to the confessional booth, that it's more uh, theologically significant, if that makes sense. And I, and I don't think we should be as, as hasty to cast away. Um, we shouldn't be as hasty to cast away the landmarks, which have been set before us in the, in, in the structuring of the, uh, uh, of, of the traditional church, when it comes to the way in which the, the confessional is shaped, because there is theological significance behind it. And pragmatic uh, concerns ought not to um, ought not to rule, but rather we should be hasty in changing the way in which things are traditionally done. If that makes if that makes any sense to you, Sola. Okay, lurking in the chat may be the settler of laments. Every Protestant that quotes Jerome bishops is now triggered. No cope quoting Jerome at all for the Protestants move along. Yeah, I don't. I don't get like the like the um, like the soy absolute soy jacking about um, about Jerome on bishops. I, I honestly don't get it. I mean, did Jerome say that there must be like a bishop of bishops, and he's talking about like the Pope? Well, the thing is, like, if you if you read like Jerome's longer quote is like there was no like difference between bishops and presbyters except when it comes to ordination. So like, he's pretty, he's, he's clear that there is a difference. And I mean, that's like a common, like you could quote Thomas Aquinas. Like he believed that there was, um, that the bishops and priests were of one order and that the, their difference was in the fact that the bishopric was a uh, perfection of the priesthood and that the bishop can confer orders. Like, I, I don't, I don't get why, like, Oh my gosh, Jerome says it. Like, like yeah, that, that's a that's a common position among among like even medieval theologians. I mean, it was a wrong position, uh, but it was a common position, and it doesn't make uh, Jerome like an anti-episcopal like Protestant. Like Jerome would uh, absolutely spit on Presbyterianism. But bro, Mary's little remnant and stuff says he's in. <laughs> so true. So true. Okay, rate this Twitter take I found. The word represents God's generated vibrations, sound waves. Christ was created in the same way that matter was recreated and created in the universe through energy, the Holy Spirit, frequencies, light, and vibrations. Christ is the son of God, not his twin. Oh my gosh. God so apparently does not exist outside matter or something. Imagine 100 years from now, the AME right catholic church venerates mlk as a saint like eastern catholics of palinism oh no oh no well mlk like palamos was a heretic so interesting crazy what should we german catholics do if the german bishops with the synodal way go into schism may god protect us from errors um uh well saint thomas aquinas says that heresy and this is a pretty uh, general um, statement of the theologians. Um, John of St. Thomas uh, uh, continues to, to quote this, and Cajetan, I've seen him quote this, is that with heresy, that is the only, um, the only 
a transgression in which an inferior can rebuke a superior. So uh, rebuke your bishops. Um, go out of communion with them if they go in, if they go out of communion with the Pope. Um, you're you're responsible for your own soul in that case. And if you follow them into schism, um, and you are and obviously with most people now with the internet, it's not like some like weird like medieval schism where like nobody even knows the schism's happening. Um, like you you definitely are responsible um for for that if you just decide to stay in communion with your bishops and out of communion with rome so question to both um christ is word made flesh the second person of the trinity who assumed our humanity without confusion in order that we may participate in his divinity without confusion so simple what are the oo babbling about exactly who knows what the O are babbling about? So wait, y'all go to confession right before mass. Y'all don't knock frantically on honorable's door on Sunday at three a.m. Do you call your Do you call your priests honorables rather than fathers? Very interesting. That that's what that's what I got out of this. No confessional. What's next? Drive through confessions. Oh yeah, I forgot you're Eastern European. So yeah. Um, yeah, going to confession at 3 a.m. is probably uh, quite normal for you guys. As you know, not getting killed by communists was a very good concern for, for the last century. Yeah, drive. Is there is there is that such a thing? Is there is there drive through confessions? Probably. I've seen. Oh. Yeah, I actually have seen that. Yeah, because of COVID or something. But COVID, dude, you don't understand. Drive through confession. Oh my gosh, priest priest offers drive through confession. That oh. wouldn't even be that bad though. Like if you just pull up in your car and you just ask, "Can I confess?" and he says, "Yeah," I mean that would be fair, wouldn't not? I I guess there's like nothing like intrinsically wrong with it, but. You know, sacraments all to be done in their proper context, not like yeah, you're, no, you're picking up McDonald's. I know, I'm aware, but you know, salvis animarum suprema lex, bro. I know, I know the salvation of the souls is the supreme law of the church. That's that's why that's why uh, though it is required to celebrate on the relics of martyrs, uh, there have been priests that celebrate on like rocks. Like yeah, that was, that was pretty common um, after the Reformation on the, on the aisles. <sighs> I, I mean, I, I guess, like, if it's, if it's necessary, but, like, mo, mo, like 0.0001% death rate COVID pandemic, like, that, that's, not, that's not necessary. Mo, mo COVID pandemic. Mo monkeypox, dude. Mo monkeypox. <laughs> Oh, man, you you hear the monkeypox? I, I I heard that monkeypox is actually sexually transmitted. Interestingly enough, so your boy will not be getting monkeypox. Isn't not having a confessional screen against canon law? I heard that once. Big if true. You've heard that ten day? Hold on, hold on. Messaging someone. Wait, what did you say? Uh, no, I've never heard that actually before. No, I was talking about monkeypox. 
Oh, no, I thought you were talking about the confession. No, no, I was talking about the confessional, but now I'm talking about monkeypox. So monkeypox, I heard it's sexually transmitted. Is that true? Um, I, I couldn't tell you. I don't even know what monkeypox are. Bro, you, you haven't heard of mon- monkeypox? That's like the this is an elaborate po- joke. No, no, <laughs> like no, really, I've never heard of that. <laughs> no, mo- they're they're saying that like the new COVID is like monkeypox, and like people people are like freaking out about on the news about the monkeypox outbreak. I'm not joking. What? Wait. Yes, I'm serious. Wait, what's going on? What's going on right now? People oh, are like monkeypox no. is the new COVID. Oh, these. Bro, I'm serious. Holy Have you not heard of monkeypox? I'm like, I'm like not pranking you right now. Hold on. <laughs> Wait, do are are do do? Have you never heard of monkeypox? Hold on. No, I'm sorry. I'm dealing with something a little bit before. Hold on. No, I've never heard of this. I think you're like trolling me right now. I am not. I'm not. Look, <laughs> I'm going gonna, gonna to share my screen right now. Okay. Look, yeah. I Googled I Googled monkeypox. Look, top stories. Monkeypox outbreak in Europe. I'm not joking. <laughs> Warning signs ahead of monkeypox outbreak when uneaten. Dude, that's such a troll name. Like, that's just so... <laughs> Like, like, I bet scientists are unironically like, yo, what if we name it monkeypox? That would be hilarious. Oh, look, CDC identifies nine monkeypox cases in seven states. Like, I'm serious. Like, a monkey, the monkeypox outbreak is very wait, serious. Wait, have you ever seen that? Have you ever seen that meme? Have you ever seen that meme of, like, the SpongeBob? Like, is like a, like a really, like, weird SpongeBob, like, dark like a just like a pitch black SpongeBob dancing, and it says on May fifteenth a pandemic will be released on the world, and by May thirtieth half the world will be dead. You ever seen that like weird meme, and it's supposed to be like predicting the future? <laughs> what what if, dude? What if? It's, it's monkeypox, dude. It's dude, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna send you that meme right now. I'm gonna send that meme right now. Hold on. Give me give me a minute. I have to find that. That was such like a. That's such like a weird meme. <laughs> Some guy on Twitter started following me, Petrus Canisius. Okay. Why the what he Petrus Canisius on Twitter? Um, why do you have a Jansen PFP? I mean, it goes hard. It goes hard. Jansen, Jansen was actually better than Jansenists. I'll give you that. And he was, he looks pretty cool, but that the implications of that, bro, the, in, the implications of that are crazy. If you're, if you're watching, if you're watching this stream, that is. <laughs> Based in day living under a rock, ignoring the experts. Dude, I don't even know what day it is. It's, it's like Thursday, right? Am I right? Is it Thursday? Is it Thursday? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, Thursday May. 20th. Okay, I just the only reason I know that is because I went out yesterday, and I went I went out to go eat yesterday. I I haven't really. Yeah, 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 yeah. John Fisher's. You're you're right. 
Jansen actually, apparently, Jansen also said that if any of the theses that he held were bad, um, that he would recant them. Unlike the Jansenists who made up like 50 cope arguments to try and hold to them. So monkeypox. So, okay, CDC issues travel warning amid spread of monkeypox virus. So is it sexually transmitted? Okay, extremely rare disease called monkeypox, a much less severe cousin of smallpox, is spreading around the world. More than two, really 250 cases. Two, how how are, deadly are you, is it? How deadly is it? It's less deadly than smallpox. That really... I mean, I don't really know how deadly smallpox is. I don't know how deadly smallpox is. Don't we have a vaccine for that already? Yeah, we've had a vaccine for smallpox for like ages. Really? Why are they freaking out about monkeypox? Based get monkeypox like a boss? Dude, a flu-like... It's literally just flu-like symptoms. No! But you don't understand, dude, because like it's my bio agent or something. Bro, m- and that's m- a big. Box, those are two really big important. Actually, it's one word. Is it two? Is bio agent two words? It's a hyphenated word. It's a one oh. word. Bio agent. That's like a big word, dude. Oh, bro, but based, 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 based. A notable fraction of cases in the current outbreak have been seen among gay and bisexual <laughs> men. Based, <laughs> bro, they're monkey. They're monkey. Bro, dude, wait. Overall, monkeypox risk is moderate for people with multiple sexual partners and low for the border populate broader population. Bro, trolled, trolled. If there's it's only trolled. two, I'm I'm not gonna lie. If Bro, monkeypox only... is literally like the ideal disease. It if doesn't there's... affect straight people. <laughs> if there's only 250 cases and they're already saying it's disproportionately affecting bisexual and gay people, then you already know like it's definitely a a gay virus. Bro, like already, dude, trolled, trolled, bro, absolutely trolled. We should, we should just start calling it Pride Pox to troll them. Bro, Monkey Pox W. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, based Monkey Pox. Do you know? Do you know the um? Do you know there's a Vatican Two? There, there's, there's this um one. I forget what his name is, but he's the um patriarch of Ukraine, so to speak, in the Orthodox Church. And he said that um, God actually sent uh, coronavirus to punish gay people. Yeah, he's a legend. That guy is legendary. Absolute giga chad. Yes, almost nobody uses Otak, father for priests, mostly Vele Kasni, honorable, or Don, or Is that a, how do you pronounce that C? How do you pronounce the C? Is it Cha or Ka? I know, I know this. The C in uh, in Copo is actually a cha, so it's chopo. Oh, chopo. so vale chasni. I don't know. Kasni sounds no, more sounds more Eastern to me. I feel like if I had an Eastern person in front of me, they'd say vale chasni. It might be like a like a H. I don't know. <laughs> vale chasni. Vale chasni. Yeah, something like that. Bro, why do they always have to do it with monkeys? It's serious. That's where AIDS AIDS came so from. Monkeys too. It's is Shazni, Villa Shazni. So AIDS came from monkeys too. So why, like, why, are, why, why do gay people have to be like this? Like, bro, literally, just stay away from monkeys, dude. Oh, well, I mean, if you really think My about God. it, if you gave if you gave ration to a monkey, he would be pretty close to a human being, and so 
I think this says something about the rationality of gay people. Thoughts? Thoughts? True. New theory? It's new true. theory? Head scratch? New, new, new theory, dude. Like, like new, bro, literally, literally just... Ugh. If I revealed my face and name right now, I would probably get doxxed and firebombed. My house would get firebombed. For just saying half of these things, bro. I'm so sorry. Bro, I, people know my face and name. Yeah, but you don't say these things, and I do. <sighs> Monkeypox. Are EO or OO who sincerely but incorrectly believe that they are true church, invisible members of the true church? Because Christ forgave his executioners for not knowing what they were doing. So it's possible that they have invincible ignorance. So like so like the the example is like let's say you have like let's pretend like let's pretend the hard and fast like 1053 date. Like let's say in like 1052 you have like an old like Russian grandma who's orthodox and in 1053 the mutual excommunications happen. She's technically outside of the body of the church. Well, obviously, like she has no freaking clue what's happening right now between like the the imper the politics between the Pope and the patriarch. Like, obviously, she has no idea. So, like, I'm not going to say like, oh, yeah, technically, since she's kicked out of the body, like she's just kicked out of the soul. Like she she's just like going to be damned forever because she she accidentally had no idea that she was in communion with the wrong patriarch. So like cases, cases like that, where like there is a certain invincible ignorance, but let's say you have like the patriarch himself who like excommunicated the Pope. Like, obviously that man is going to burn because he's like excommunicating and trying to violate the vicar of Christ himself and knows it, knows what he's doing. So obviously like that case, like he, he's a goner and like a lot of cases of people who are true people who apostatize from Rome and join the East knowing what they're doing. Um, and such like that like we don't we don't take the warnings of like lumen gentium itself um seriously we don't take the the warnings of the the general tradition seriously that those outside of the body we can generally assume that they're outside of the soul of the church although there's certain um clear exceptions that we can make which is why we evangelize orthodox and protestants and don't just sit on our butts and pretend like they're okay like it's an act of charity Okay, Phoenix be mad. Okay, so but Christian, don't you know that if she's truly of goodwill, then God will send an angel to correct her error? Um, I mean that was that was a theory um that, that some put forward. Uh, I believe Saint Thomas himself put put forward that theory of that if somebody was truly invincibly ignorant that a preacher would be sent to correct them. Um but I I just don't think that's uh that's the case. Do you, do you think that's the case, Dende? Do I think what's the case? That if there's truly somebody of goodwill who's invincibly ignorant, no. that God will send an angel to correct their no. error? No, I don't. So, I think and, and also what I think is that if if somebody uh, dies unbaptized who's invincibly ignorant, that an angel will come down and baptize them. True. <laughs> True. Just trust. Trust the plan, dude. Trust the plan. So sad. I have to go to work now. Yeah, I need to go too. Uh, I need to eat dinner. So thank you, Dende, for joining us. And I will see everybody later. And remember, it is Easter and Christ is risen from the dead.